Welcome to episode number one. On this first episode, I'm talking about a problematic pattern preventing a lot of people from sustaining physical activity in their lives. It's coming up next. Welcome to Happily Ever Active, where we crack the consistency code with fitness tips on motivation, mindset, and much, much more. Now, here's your host, author of Feel Like It, and the guy with the silent O, Kelly Dell. Welcome everyone, my name is Kelly. I'm glad you're joining me for this landmark episode, the first ever for the show. You can imagine how excited I am to launch Happily Ever Active. It's a project that I've been working on for some time, but you can also imagine how challenging it is to choose the topics for these early shows. After all, when it comes to the mental side of an active lifestyle, there's a lot to choose from. There's a lot to talk about. But in my eyes, there's a collection of topics that are most deserving of taking the lead. In fact, this first episode is part of a core collection of four topics that'll ultimately be taking the reins. I'll be referring to them a lot in future episodes because they're recurring topics of conversation I have about the mental side of an active life. These episodes kick off what I hope is a uh, constructive, motivating, and even at times inspirational discourse about active living, one I believe is really lacking today, sorely lacking. So why start the show with these four cornerstone topics? Well, first, I think it's important that my most fundamental beliefs about sustainable fitness are easily accessible as the show chugs along. I know how frustrating it can be when key ideas get lost in the shuffle as the content of a podcast accumulates. I'm a podcast listener myself, and so I know that frustration quite well. Secondly, the first four episodes are, in effect, the topics I discuss most with people who are frustrated with their fitness journey. So without further ado, let me begin with a couple of questions, something to reflect on before we dive into the content this week. Why is it so hard to get and then stay ahead with our physical activity? Why is the struggle the norm and not the exception these days? These are persistent questions and they've been persistent for a while in today's fitness discourse. Let's be clear, there's no one simple answer to either of these questions. Our physical activity levels are affected by a host of factors. Some factors are within our control and some are beyond our control. That's just a fact. But there's one prevalent pattern in fitness that can help us make sense of this struggle and most importantly, seize greater control of our fitness journey. I call it the pain pendulum, the topic of this week's podcast. It's not some kind of medieval torture device, but I guess in some respects it can be. Several years ago now, well before this podcast was even a blip on my radar, I came across a fitness meme online. These are very common nowadays. I'm sure you've seen those catchy little phrases, those motivational phrases people post on their social media accounts like, you know, move it or lose it or be obsessed or be average, that kind of stuff. With a little reflection, you can see how these little adages reflect a certain belief about fitness. As this podcast rolls along, you'll see how much importance I place on these types of phrases. Now, why? That seems a little bit absurd, doesn't it? These phrases are like tiny cultural artifacts that when you pile them up, they reflect a certain mental approach or mindset towards physical activity and our bodies. Fitness culture lives through these little adages. It also lives through imagery and other things, but these little adages are a key part of how we experience fitness culture. And fitness culture and culture in general plays a massive role in how we act. Of the fitness adages that are out there, and there are hundreds if not thousands of them, 
The most famous is, of course, no pain, no gain. It doesn't take much reflective effort to see that these words represent a clear belief about fitness and our bodies. So what's the belief? You're not doing it right if it's not a physically or mentally painstaking grind. So geek alert here. Big geek alert, actually. I've always been fascinated by the origins of words and phrases. It's a discipline, an academic discipline called etymology. So for example, why do they call it a dumbbell? Why on earth did they choose that word to call that thing a dumbbell? Well, I actually know the answer to that, and maybe you can go check it out. I'm not going to go into it right now. And yeah, I'm pretty proud of that knowledge. My idea of a fun Friday night is to peel back some of the layers of these little phrases and look into them. The things that we are often accepting on face value, what is their history? What is their background? On one night, one phrase in particular triggered an aha moment for me that was so strong, I'm pretty sure I blurted something out profane and spooked my dogs who were napping on the couch. As I scrolled my Twitter feed, a popular celebrity trainer posted the following, choose the pain of discipline or the pain of failure. And when I saw that, the lights just went off more like sirens. Everything kind of came together and something clicked for me. This saying summarized the problem too many people face in their fitness journeys. So hear me out here. Our species loves to simplify the complex. Part of my work is trying to make sense of something that is complex and simplify it too. However, I'd say we take things too far and oversimplify when we shouldn't. In this one adage, you can either choose the pain of discipline or the pain of failure This particular personal trainer boiled our fitness journeys down to what is known as a false choice. I'll talk more about false choices in a bit, but in the meantime, the message of this maxim was perfectly clear. Success in fitness is about sucking it up or risk the shame of being a so-called failure. That's not exactly an appealing premise if you ask me. Does everyone see fitness this way? Of course not, but a lot do, and I mean a lot. And it's not something necessarily they're consciously choosing, but again, if we go back and circle back to this notion of culture affecting how we act, essentially the real epiphany for me was that this phrase revealed a pattern that most people get caught up in in their fitness journey, and that's the pain pendulum. And this pendulum swings between painstaking commitment to physical activity that we dislike to the guilt and shame of quitting. And for a lot of people... Fitness is just a choice between physical pain or psychological pain. The choice between an awful exercise experience or guilty ruminations about their fitness and their commitment. It won't be any surprise to you that most people live their fitness life on this pendulum. I've spent time on it and it's very easy to get sucked back on it. Because when feelings of guilt or shame of being inactive or feeling bad about our bodies take over we end up commencing a new fitness routine. So when the psychological pain reaches a critical mass, we kick off and try and alleviate that pain by seeking out a fitness routine of some sort. The choices that fill this routine are often made poorly though and become what the other part of the pendulum is about, a painstaking chore. That is until, of course again, critical mass occurs with that pain or discomfort or dissatisfaction And that painstaking routine is just too much to sustain. So soon enough, that pendulum swings 
back to the psychological side of the pain game, if you want to call it that, and guilt, or even worse, kicks people into action eventually again, only for that same painstaking fitness experience to be repeated as the pendulum swings in that direction. So the question I have for you at this point is, does that sound familiar? Because I've had that experience in my past. I've been on the pain pendulum. And in fact, the people that I interviewed, the fiercely loyal people, can tell you in their fitness histories a time where that was how they pursued fitness in their life. It's a very persistent concept in this whole idea of staying motivated and active for the long haul. It's like this war. So I call it the pain game and the pendulum is at the heart of the pain game. And the pain game is always about survival, isn't it? If you can endure the painstaking fitness part, the physical side long enough, you'll reach that goal and victory will be yours. I know you're hardy. You can handle the ride for a while. You might even be able to gut it out longer than most of your friends. But painstaking fitness simply can't be endured in the long term. It's simply an unsustainable way of pursuing fitness. Yet this pattern is as old as the fitness industry itself. And what solutions are commonly offered? Well, the answer is usually add more energy, work harder, or as another fitness meme suggests, suck it up or suck it in. Now, I'll ask you, what happens to a pendulum when you add more energy? Does anything really change? The pattern is still the same. The system is still the same. If anything, people push too hard and physical activity becomes even more painstaking on the physical side because intensity is poorly managed. Okay, so I didn't mean this first episode, episode one, to become a lesson about physics or anything, but you get the general idea. Which now brings me to the all-important concept of false choices. And I brought that up earlier. A false choice is when a person is provided two options as the only two options to choose from. So this pain statement, the one that I alluded to earlier by the personal trainer, choose the pain of discipline or the pain of failure, suggests there is no other way to navigate fitness. This is it. This is the game, so to speak. False choices are a common persuasion tactic. You've heard them before. Popular ones include, you're either with me or against me, or you're either part of the solution or part of the problem, those types of things. The issue is that these false choices are easily disputable. Take no pain, no gain, for example. Of course, you can gain without pain. There is always another way. But it's not uncommon for purveyors of such false choices to try and persuade you in some fashion, for their benefit before yours. And I totally get it too. After all, it's easier to tell someone struggling to just suck it up, work harder, bust your butt, than it is to figure out what will really empower them in their own journey so that they can generate the motivational energy that they need on a day-to-day basis. Okay, so what happens if you believe fitness failure is an energy problem? Let's break that down a little bit further because that's at the crux of this issue if you want to dive deeper into it. So if you believe fitness is an energy problem, or sorry, if you believe that failure is an energy problem, you'll try and inject more effort into the equation without changing the fundamental physics of the deal because it's rarely an effort problem. I know and have interviewed so many people who will judge themselves as lazy or a failure even though they work physically as hard as anyone out there at tasks that are ultimately painstaking and demotivating. So I 
can give you dozens of examples of how people who struggle with fitness are not lazy people. Broken systems don't get solved by adding more energy. And the system, or in this case, it's really a mindset, is a broken one. Now, where does that leave us? Let's jump from physics to philosophy for a second. There's this saying that says you can't choose what you don't know. If all you've ever known, for example, is the pain pendulum, how do you ever get off of it? It's impossible if this is all you know, and it's what most people know because these two options are part and parcel of today's fitness culture. Right now, there are huge clumps of the population constantly getting stuck in this revolving door, stop and start relationship with physical activity because of the pain pendulum. Too many people believe an active life comes down to enduring a painstaking routine driven by the pain of feeling like a failure or even by a splash of self-loathing, which is crazy. So by now you can see why I committed episode one, this first episode to the pain pendulum. It's a big deal. Take some solace that every loyally active person I've interviewed over the years and worked with has taken a spin on this pendulum at some point in their journey. I chose to talk about it out of the gate because fitness is much more than this awful, awful false choice. Like much, much more. What I mean by that is that there is another option, several really, if you think about it. After all, if there wasn't, this show wouldn't even exist. No matter where you are on your journey, just starting, struggling, or have got things figured out, which is not a lot of people, I'm convinced you can turn physical activity into something really cool. Like, I mean, really cool. Something that you want to do week in and week out. Something that you even crave in between workouts or runs or rides or whatever it is the thing that you get into. So here I am in episode one calling BS on one of the dominant cultural artifacts in today's fitness culture. That an active life is about suffering. That fitness has to stink. And failure is some sort of character flaw that you should be ashamed of. This leads us now to set up the next episode, the second of what I'm calling the first four. In episode two, I'll be kicking down the door that we just cracked open, how your mindset matters. Your mindset is like the governor of the system you build for your fitness journey. It's important. As we explore this topic, you better believe that I'll be throwing the default mindset even further under the bus. In the meantime, I hope episode one gave you some food for thought. And if you're wondering, it's called a dumbbell because dumbbells are shaped like the dangly part of a bell, that thing that hangs in the middle. It's the pendulum part that makes no noise and is therefore silent or quote unquote dumb. So there you go. With that, I'm really happy that you checked in. Remember, you can follow the show on Instagram or on Facebook. You can follow me personally on Instagram. It's kelly.dell, D-O-E-L-L. And until next time, here's to living happily ever active. This episode of Happily Ever Active has ended, but be sure to subscribe for more content on the mental side of fitness. Oh, and don't forget to rate and review the show. See you next time.